are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. We're teaching on prayer, and we're in the seventh chapter called Confession Brings Possession from my book called Releasing the Ability of God Through Prayer. Uh, and we finished up in the last session. We were talking about the importunity in prayer and praying the prayer petition. I'd like to relate a story concerning prayer. A friend of mine, Tom Underhill, and a member that goes to his church there were praying about a job. This lady needed a job, so they agreed and prayed over it. And like a week later, why, she had two jobs. And she came to Tom and said, Brother Tom said, and she was serious. I mean, you know, it was funny to him, but to her, she just got into this, and she was excited about the fact that you could pray and God would answer your prayer. I mean, just pray once, believe God, and he would answer the prayer. But she had an offer of two jobs. Both of them were good jobs. She didn't know which one to take. And she came to him and said, Do you think that we prayed and believed too hard? <laughs> well, that's what it's all about, is praying and believing. Jesus said, all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Now, the chapter 7, we're talking about confession brings possession. Now, there's no greater truth in the Bible, and I suppose there's probably no greater truth that's been opposed more than this one, that confession brings possession. There are always people that will argue with you that, well, now you confess something and you're just trying to act like God. You're trying to be God. No, we're trying to act like God would act if he were in the situation that we are in. God would simply say what he had said about it. Have you ever stopped to think what would happen if God were to pray for you? How would God pray for you if he prayed for you? Well, I'm convinced he'd say just exactly what he's already said in his word about you. He would pray the word of God over you. If you were in financial lack, I believe God would say that because they have given, it is given unto them good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, their blessed coming in and going out, and the basket in the store. I believe that's the way God would handle the situation. Now, the children of Israel... God gave them the land of promise. It was theirs. It belonged to them. There was no doubt that it was God's will for them to enter into it because he had given them the land. Sent Moses to bring them out of the land of Egypt to the land of promise. And they were all excited about that for a while. But did you know they finally got to murmuring and complaining in the wilderness and would not say what God said about them? They got out there in the wilderness and began to say, you've led us out here in the wilderness to die. We're going to all die in the wilderness. And you know they were right. Many of them were right. Thousands of them, multiplied thousands of them died in the wilderness. Because it was God's will? No. Because they wouldn't take heed to what God had said. Now, let's go to Exodus, the 23rd chapter, because I think this is probably as important to the subject we're talking about as any other scripture. In Exodus chapter 23, I want you to listen to what God said concerning his provision to get the children of Israel into the land of promise. 
In verse 20, he says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and bring thee to the place that I have prepared. Beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to thine enemies and an adversary to thine adversary, and mine angel shall go before thee and bring thee unto the Amorites, the Hittites, the Persevites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and I guess you could add the termites and demonites, <laughs> because he was just going to give them victory over all of them. And he said, I'll cut them off. Now listen to what God said. He said, I'll send an angel before you. Now this wasn't just any angel. This was an angel of the Lord. I believe it was the Lord's personal angel that he assigned to the children of Israel. Now listen to what he said the angel was to do. To keep thee in the way and bring thee to the place that I have prepared. Now that was God's direction to them. I've assigned an angel to lead you there. Now let me ask you something. If God sent you a letter or came to you and said, Man, I've assigned an angel with you to keep you in the right direction and lead you to the very promise that you've believed me for that it'll be fulfilled in your life. You reckon you could make it? They didn't. Many of them didn't. You know why? Because they wouldn't believe God. They provoked God and they provoked the angel. The Bible says that they wouldn't mix any faith with the Word of God. Now listen again to what he said. The angel was to keep them in the way, but the angel could not keep them in the way when they wouldn't listen to what God said and they wouldn't say what God said about it. And I'll tell you quite frankly, God will not be able to keep you in the right direction if he assigns an angel to you, if you won't take heed to what the Word of God says. If you won't do what God says to do, and if you won't confess what God says you are, and if you won't confess that you can do what God says you can do, then you probably won't do it. He says, Beware of him, and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions. The angel did not have to pardon their transgressions. See, he's an angel. He's not responsible to pardon what they did and transgressed against. Now, what was their transgression? Their transgression was speaking against what God said. You know what provokes an angel? What provokes an angel will also provoke God, but when you act against God's Word or contrary to the Word of God or speak contrary to the Word of God, you provoke an angel. And he said, you better not transgress against this angel. Because he won't pardon you. He won't let you off. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean they wasn't going to make it to heaven or they wasn't going to be saved? What does it mean to us today? Does it mean we'll go to hell? No, not necessarily. He won't let you off. In other words, they would suffer. They would have to suffer the consequence of what they said and what they did. Now, what did they say? Many of them said, well, we're going to all die out here in the wilderness. 
They complained to Moses and to God and said, you brought us out here and they got to complain we don't have any water. And God just had Moses to tap the rock and the water come out of the rock. And the rock followed them, which was Christ. It was a type of Christ. And they had abundance of water. They had abundance of meat. They had abundance of everything. God provided for them miraculously, supernaturally, and assigned an angel to them. But yet, they didn't get to the Jebusites and the Hivites and much less the Demonites because they died in the wilderness. Many of them did. It wasn't the will of God for them to do that. Now, the reason I'm bringing this to you is so you can understand that even though God has willed that you be prosperous in life, that you have the possessions in life to be able to do what God wants you to do, does not necessarily mean you'll ever enter into it. Unless you get God's way of thinking into your mind and into your spirit, begin to think like God, talk like God, and act like God would act in a similar situation. See, they refused to do that. They just simply wouldn't do it. Let's go over to Hebrews, the third chapter, because here he gives us more insight into the problem there. Chapter 3, let's back up to, to verse 15. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice and harden not your hearts as in the provocation. See, the Bible and several writers uh, refer to this incident as the provocation, where the children of Israel provoked God and provoked angels, and they died in the wilderness. For some, when they had heard, did provoke. Howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? To whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not? So you see, they could not enter in because of unbelief. Now notice he says that it was unbelief that kept them out because they believed not and they couldn't enter in because of unbelief. And this word here, this Greek word translated as unbelief, is really disobedience. They disobeyed God. They wouldn't hearken to the voice of God. They wouldn't hearken to the angel that was leading them out. And this angel made it quite easy for them. It became a cloud by day and a fire by night and light at night and cloud in the day and, and all of that. I'll tell you, uh, there was really provision made for them. But many of them would not mix any faith with the Word of God. Come on down to chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Now, do you see what he's saying? He said the gospel was preached to us. The good news was preached to us as well as them. But the word preached didn't profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our CD offer all this week will be CD offer number 7239. It's entitled A Working Knowledge of God's Word. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. This is one of the most important series I've ever done. It's called A Working Knowledge of the Word of God. 
In other words, you might know what the Word said, but do you have enough knowledge to operate in it and cause it to produce for you? It's important to do that and to know what God said. You know, the Apostle Paul in Colossians 1, verse 9 says that, I cease not to pray for you, to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, if you're filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and understanding, then you're able to operate in the principles of the kingdom of God and get it to work for you. Now, if you go over to Second Peter chapter 1, Peter says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. The more you know about God and the way that He worked, we'd call it His M.O., God's method of operation, the more you're able to enter into the promise of God and to see the promise manifest in your life. He said, grace and peace is multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. You can't believe any further than you have knowledge. Then in verse 3 says, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. Verse 4 says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. That's offer number 7239, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred, or write Charles Caps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.